Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of May 13th through May 19th, 2013. Vulnerability activity for the period significantly increased, primarily due to the large security updates from Microsoft, Adobe, and Mozilla. Microsoft published its monthly security bulletin release on May 14th, 2013. Microsoft released 10 bulletins that addressed 33 vulnerabilities. The bulletins addressed vulnerabilities in Microsoft Windows, Internet Explorer, .NET Framework, Microsoft Link, Microsoft Publisher, Word, Vision, and Microsoft Windows Essentials. The vulnerabilities could allow an attacker to execute arbitrary code, uh, gain access to sensitive information, cause a denial of service condition, or gain elevated privileges. The multiple Internet Explorer and Microsoft Word vulnerabilities are highlighted as highly likely to be exploited by attackers through the web vector and phishing attempts. Full details of the security bulletins and Cisco mitigations are available in a Cisco event response. Adobe released Adobe Reader and Adobe Security Updates for May 14th, 2013, and Adobe Flash Player and Air Security Updates for May 14th, 2013, that addressed multiple vulnerabilities in the products. Adobe also released an additional security advisory and software updates to address the Adobe Cold Fusion Download.cfm arbitrary file retrieval vulnerability. A detailed functional exploit for a Linux kernel vulnerability was released that could allow an authenticated local attacker to escalate privileges on the targeted system. This vulnerability was previously noted in the kernel release notes and has several mitigation methods, but the release of the functional exploit has called new attention to the vulnerability. Mozilla released Firefox 21 that fixes multiple vulnerabilities, including uh, three rated critical by Mozilla. Another vulnerability activity, Symantec reported multiple vulnerabilities in the Web Gateway. PNG Development Group reported multiple vulnerabilities in the LibPNG library. And additional details were released concerning vulnerabilities reported in the Oracle Java SE Critical Patch Update Advisory for April 2013 that increases the risk of exploitation for those vulnerabilities. Cisco released a security advisory, uh, Cisco Telepresence Supervisor MSE 8050 Denial of Service vulnerability, and also released uh, six security notices. IntelliShield published 213 events last week, 113 new events, and 100 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. Multiple government agencies across the globe have issued solar flare warnings that could impact satellite, GPS, and other sensitive space and electronic systems. Monitoring agencies reported four large X-class solar flares on the surface of the sun that will reach the Earth in the next two weeks. In addition to the warnings concerning specific solar flares, government agencies have issued more general warnings highlighting that 2013 is a peak year in the 11-year cycle of solar flare activity. Currently, there are no reports of major disruptions from the recent solar flares, although multiple space agencies are watching the activity closely due to the spike in large eruptions.
The greatest impact is likely to space operations because the protection of the Earth's atmosphere doesn't provide uh, shielding for these events. Aside from the obvious impact to space systems and communications, the less obvious and dangerous impact from static electricity is the electromagnetic activity. Multiple communications and power systems could be impacted by the increase in static electricity. The static electricity could impact not only the equipment, but also the workers on these systems if proper grounding techniques are not established. Data centers have often been cited for not applying or maintaining proper grounding techniques to power, backup power, and rack systems where the humidity and air temperature controls can create an environment highly susceptible to static electricity. With the peak solar flare season and the approaching summer storm season, organizations should consider inspecting and correcting their electronic grounding practices. Next, in the cybercrime risk management category, the Internet Crime Compliance Center, uh, IC3, has released a report on the cybercrime activity for 2012. The report is the result of the combined information of the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation and the U.S. Department of Justice, uh, providing a high-level overview of the year's criminal activity. The report includes detailed information on the types of crimes, uh, the associated costs, and the most commonly reported scams that criminals attempt to use, including social network scams, uh, extortion, and false notification to entice users to malicious websites. During this period, investigators reported a new version of the Carbert malware targeting customers of several Australian banks, uh, Dorkbot exploiting media file sharing vulnerabilities to target social networks with phishing attempts, uh, the arrests and sentencing of four LawSec hacking group members, and additional details and arrests in the $45 million U.S. dollar ATM heist. While many in the security arena have been focused on the geopolitical distributed denial of service attacks by various groups, uh, the criminals continue to be hard at work compromising users' account credentials, uh, running scams to extort and compromise financial accounts, and developing sophisticated cyber crimes and attacks. The IC3 report uh, provides a verified high-level view of many of these activities, and the ones that are likely to continue in the coming years as criminals continue to cash in on these proven methods. While it's worth noting that the cost and number of incidents are increasing, this is likely due to the increased reporting of the crimes, and many continue to believe that even these elevated numbers are far below the actual statistics due to the persistence of non-reporting. In many of the criminal activities, the user is the target and exploit vector, making this largely a user awareness issue requiring increased education and information. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, a U.S. diplomat was expelled from the Russian Federation last week after his embarrassing arrest was made public in Russian media. The FSB, Russia's national security arm, charged Ryan Christopher Fogel with spying for the United States and trying to recruit a Russian counterintelligence officer. He was said to have been carrying an odd assortment of low-end spy paraphernalia, including cheap wigs, a map, compass, a recruitment letter, and a throwaway cell phone. The recruitment letter explicitly offered impossibly high sums for unspecified cooperation and spelled out detailed instructions for establishing contact, including setting up a webmail account via a coffee shop Wi-Fi hotspot and being careful not to do so with personal information. Predictably, U.S. authorities are not commenting, and Russian authorities are expressing surprise and outrage that espionage is still taking place in the post-Cold War world. If this was a setup, it was a messy one. 
while it's feasible that Fogel, if he was engaged in espionage as charged by the Russian authorities, might be carrying disguises and a throwaway cell phone, the recruitment letter in particular stands out as not credible. Regardless of the veracity of this story, important questions involve what impact this will have on U.S.-Russian relations and security liaison cooperation. There's speculation that the FSB may have known about Fogel and chose a conspicuously inopportune time to embarrass the U.S. In this case, hurt feelings and finger-pointing by the U.S. authorities related to information sharing about the Sharnev brothers prior to the Boston Marathon bombing come to mind. Moreover, news of the arrest broke precisely at the time that the U.S. ambassador to Russia uh, was scheduled to air a live public Q&A discussion. This was scheduled prior to a meeting between U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry and his Russian counterpart. The U.S. and Russia will move beyond this diplomatic incident, as they have moved beyond many times before, but short-term damage could impact security cooperation during the 2014 Olympic Games in Russia. On a tactical level, this story can serve as a reminder that public Wi-Fi hotspots and web email accounts like Gmail and the low-end spy paraphernalia like wigs and sunglasses they provide the illusion of security and anonymity. When using public Wi-Fi, log into your corporate VPN as quickly as possible. If you must communicate securely, utilize encryption or simply use face-to-face -face communication. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.